This is the Carl Miller Show, where we talk about all things real estate, financial investments, and getting into a home you love. With over 15 years of experience, this is your host, Carl Miller. Good morning. You're listening to The Carl Miller Show. I am your host, Carl Miller, principal broker at Carl Miller Realty, LLC. We're located at 7700 Timberlake Road in Lynchburg, and we are your caring, competent, trusted advisor for real estate sales and service. Today's topics, what are the opportunities in the local real estate market today and how the market environment east of us in Appomattox County is doing right now? We're going to hear from local real estate expert, Mr. Thomas Nolan of Nolan Real Estate. Thanks to our month's sponsor, Will Looper. Will Looper with Movement Mortgage in Lynchburg has the knowledge and products to get you into your next home while keeping as much money as possible in your pocket. Whether you're looking to purchase or refinance your home, Will Looper and his team at Looper Team Mortgage at Movement are here to serve you. Learn more at looperteammortgage.com. That's L-U-P-E-R, teammortgage.com. It's time for a new featured listing from Carl Miller Realty. This week's featured listing available is a small home located in Campbell County on seven acres. The land is mostly fenced with pasture land, an old large timber frame barn that could be restored, a small pond where fish abound, and several additional outbuildings. The home, while small and a bit dated, provides great opportunity for a buyer looking to homestead or just live simply. It's priced at just $149.9 and offers over 1,100 square feet of main-level living space. Located at 4414 Leesville Road. For more information or to schedule your appointment, visit carlmillerrealty.com. Well, Yancey Campbell, our marketing director for Carl Miller Realty, is my co-host with us today. Happy New Year and happy weekend. Happy weekend, Carl. I never know if it's uh, too late to say Happy New Year, middle of the month, end of the month, I think January. February 1st, you have to stop saying it. Okay, I'll take <laughs> oh, no. that and run with that for the rest of the month. That's great. So you, we've got a couple of fun things kind of coming up you wanted to share. That's about. right, yeah. So coming up um, on February 12th is a giveaway that we're doing for Lynchburg Symphony Orchestra, and that's the Love in the LSO concert. And so that's going to be dropping on February 1st on our social media platforms, Instagram and Facebook. So just keep an eye out for that. It's two tickets to the Love in the LSO concert, and then it's going to be one night stay at the Virginian Hotel. So it's really um, a great Valentine's Day giveaway if you're looking to win something and to take you know someone on a date that night so just keep an eye out for that and then starting next week we are doing kind of a play on where's Waldo but it's going to be where's Carl and we're going to go around to three different businesses in the local Lynchburg area and take a few snapshots of Carl dressed up as Waldo but we're not going to show you guys exactly where we are you have to guess that to win a gift card so keep an eye out for that next week and those glasses yeah those glasses yes He's a spitting image of Waldo. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty fun. Well, we have a special guest in studio, and that's Mr. Tom Nolan. Tom is the principal broker of Nolan Real Estate, headquartered in Appomattox County. He grew up in a real estate brokerage family and continues just to honor his father, the late Jim Nolan, who is a real estate broker and appraiser who worked the entire South Central Virginia market. I think, actually, uh, Tom, your dad did an appraisal for my dad way back in the 80s uh, at the farm I grew up on. And it's an honor to have you with us today. Welcome, Tom. Thanks a lot for having me. So tell listeners just a little bit about yourself, Tom. We brought you on because you kind of are the voice. I, I think of you as the expert uh, realtor, especially in Appomattox County. And we, we overlap just a little bit. But when I think of especially farming land, you're, you're the guy that I call frequently with questions. But tell us just a little bit about what yourself. What was it like 30 years ago growing up in the house of the legendary Mr. Jim Nolan? It was uh, pretty wild. (laughs) (laughs) What your son's going to say about you, right? (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, My dad was, you know, Army military when he was younger. 
you know, got into uh, extension service and then banking and then into real estate. So he had a really good background with uh, farms and land and with mm. banking and, and then going right into real estate. And he went through some tough times. He went through yeah. in the 80s and all. And so we, we grew up in that environment. And my mom got into real estate after a little while, too. So, um, you know, it was just kind of a natural fit after being the eight-year-old that was scraping and painting rusty real estate signs from my dad and mowing the yards of FHA homes that nobody had mowed the yards of for two months, you know. Tom, when did you decide you wanted to get into the real estate profession? Uh, That is a really good question. I don't know that I ever had a decision. Okay, gotcha. No, my dad was pretty good, my mom too, about pushing us to do what we were passionate about, what we wanted to do. Uh, I think a lot of people think that they really pushed us to get into real estate because two out of the two out of three of the siblings did, Mm -hmm. but they really did push us out, even out of the country to travel and, you know, trying to, you know, learn more and figure out what we wanted to do. And then two of us ended up coming back and and getting into real estate. So I guess my decision to answer your question would have been uh, right after college. Yeah, I graduated in 97 and I got uh, uh, licensed in February of 98. That's awesome. That's great. Very good. You've, you've been a great friend and an inspiration to me in so many ways, Tom, and, and your perspective on, and expertise is just really valuable. Well, what are you seeing in the Appomattox County real estate market today, and, and how has that changed in the last 10 years? Or you can go back further if you want to. Give, give us a little bit of overall perspective of what's happening. Gosh, the, the change just in three years is just massive, mm-hmm. but yeah. in 10 years, it's yeah, I've been doing it for half my life now. I've been licensed for half my life now. Mm. So um, I've seen a lot of changes. I, I remember the the first digital camera being about the size of what the laptops are now. Yeah. You know, and using 35 millimeters and carbon copy contracts and stuff. And now everything's e-signature and easier. But, you know, I think the main thing is that it's going super, super fast. I think, yeah. you know, to get a negotiated deal together back, even when times were fast back then, mm-hmm. took days, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. with fax machines and stuff. And now yeah. it's minutes, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's crazy. Yep. Yep. So that's, that's great. Yancy, do you have another question there for Tom? Yeah. Have you, um, well, Carl kind of pointed out in the notes for our radio show to talk about farms and land and Carl was mentioning that when he thinks of competent brokers handling farms and land in rural Virginia, your name is at the top of the list. How is selling or buying land different than buying residential real estate? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, I think in some ways it can be a little simpler. Um, And and what I mean by that is that with land, um, you got to figure out a few things about it. If it's the right thing to build your house on or for investment, Mm -hmm. you know, like anything else, it depends on what the buyer's needs are. Um, but with with land finance and typically you need a lot larger down payment um, and there tends to be a little bit more cash when it comes to people buying land. Uh, you don't go through the home inspections, you know, like you do with a house and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So, um, you know, it can be a it'll, it can be a little bit of a simpler transaction sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, but typically it's a it's a lot different because you're not going to look at a, you know, normally you look at a home, you might go look at it twice with a buyer uh, to make sure it's the right place. And, and the home inspectors, you know, checking out all the, all the uh, ins and outs of the house. But with the land, you walk the land and if it's what you want to build your house on, it's what you want to build your Mm -hmm. house on. You just have to make sure it perks a lot of times or where the boundaries are. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Are are you still seeing people get wanting to get surveys or surveying land typically or, and who's doing that? Is it sellers or buyers typically on, on the, the larger tracks, you know, the 40 plus acre tracks? Yeah, it's kind of a mixture and it all depends. You know, if it's been surveyed recently, like in the last 
five or eight years, a lot of times people are okay with it. But, mm -hmm. you know, if the boundary lines aren't marked, it's always something that I suggest, you know, hey, yep. make, sure, make sure you know where those boundaries are. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you know if there's any easements on the properties or something like that. And those those surveys are so important for stuff like they that. They really are. And just because there's an old barbed wire fence line running the line of the property doesn't necessarily mean that fence is either on your land or on the neighbor's land. It could yeah. be all over the place, especially if there's you know, these 100-plus-year-old farms, which which abound in south-central Virginia. So yeah. It's kind of fun. Well, one of the things I appreciate about you, Tom, is just a mindset of abundance. You know, there, there are many in this industry, and no matter what the market is, that, that have a scarcity mindset. You, you've challenged me a lot just to have that abundance mindset. And in the second half of our show, actually, we're going to explore some of the opportunities in real estate just a bit deeper. But what, what areas do you see opportunities in right now? You know, what, what are you seeing for the opportunities in the abundance side of things? Well, I think it's, uh, I love the abundance mindset just because it, you know, it kind of, if you're truly in it, you're, you're hopefully full of more gratitude and you're not thinking negatively, you're thinking more positively. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about unrealistic optimism. I'm just talking about thinking positively. Mm -hmm. And I think that when you're doing that, you can very easily focus on the opportunities in front of you. And if you're not, you might be missing those opportunities yeah. And and the opportunities in real estate are everywhere. I think a lot of people don't think they are because they're not in that abundance mindset. And they're thinking, oh, my gosh, there's only nine houses in Appomattox for sale right now. Or <laughs> Is that really what it is? Yeah. Nine or, houses. Or nine 60 active promise. tracks of land for sale. And, right, right. And, and so it's easy to, to concentrate on that number instead of, well, what are the opportunities there? There's plenty that are going to be coming on the market soon. You know, uh, yep. do I know of other people that need this or need that? You know, so it's easy to kind of get out of that mindset mm -hmm. when you focus on the negative thing. Right. No, and I appreciate you saying that so much. I want to ask you another question just kind of because this question was actually poised to me recently and it kind of got me thinking. I always like to hear other people's perspective, especially in the real estate space. So suppose a buyer calls you and says, I just closed on a, on a million dollar deal with a 1031 exchange. And, and for listeners who aren't familiar with the term 1031 exchange, it's, it's essentially a vehicle by which a seller can divert 100% of the proceeds of a non-owner-occupied real estate sale into a fund. And, and by the way, the seller cannot touch that money. It has to 100% stay in a, in, into a, a fund and must, within a short period of time, reinvest those funds into another real estate purchase of equal or greater value. And there's a lot of laws with that. If you have 1031 exchange questions, uh, we can point you in the right direction there if you have questions about that. But So anyway, buyer calls you and says, Tom, I've got a million dollars to invest right now, and I've got to sign a purchase agreement within 45 days. Where would you advise them to park their money if you had a million dollars, client with a million bucks they need to invest in real estate? I'm a big fan of cash flow. Okay. Uh, so, and if it was that amount of money, I, with 1031s, you can actually break it into multiple yep. units if you want. You can sell one and then buy four with the amount of money. Yes. Hmm. And and so what I would do is, you know, part of that I would tell them to buy some cash flowing. Uh, and it also depends on the person. I mean, are, are they hunter? You know, do they love to hike? Mm -hmm. You know, maybe they should buy 250 acres and put some trails on it and, yeah. you know, that has some timber worth on it, yep. you know, and then as they're owning it, the timber can be growing. And then if they need to cut the timber off of it uh, for income, they can have that. So that's another type of cash flow or you can get the, the rental end of it where you get cash flow through the rentals or investment property. So I would do a little bit of a mixture. I'd do some rental homes or, or maybe even um, uh, multi-unit, mm -hmm. and I would do some land with it, land mm -hmm. with water, river mm -hmm. property, you yeah. know? It's, yeah. It's good stuff. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, and it's hard to find good river frontage properties. It's still some mm -hmm. out there, but it's it's, it's hard to find. And yep. That, that's pretty pretty. So thanks for sharing your perspective. We're speaking with Tom Nolan with Nolan Real Estate out of Appomattox, and 
and uh, just a wealth of information, especially when it comes to farm and land. What other uh, pieces of advice would you give if you, if you had a buyer coming to you and, and they, they wanted to look in Appomattox? What, what's typically, a, walk us through your process a little bit. What do you typically want as a real estate broker, information, what's important in helping people make informed decisions, especially if they are looking to invest in a little different vehicle like land in Appomattox or Buckingham County? What, what, what do you advise or what do you want to know from them so you can help people make informed decisions? Oh, you got to stick with the fundamentals. Okay. You know, you got to you got to find out what uh, they are after. You know, what do they need and what what do they want? Mm-hmm. You know, why do they want it? Mm-hmm. And once you understand those things, you can kind of find. And sometimes it takes uh, looking at a couple of properties to really understand what they need and want. You mm-hmm. know, even though you've you've made that list and and you're searching for them or they're bouncing ideas off of you or bouncing properties off of you, sometimes you got to. You got to get out there and take a look at it, and then you'll figure it out too. Yeah. You know. What about what about on the seller side? A seller calls you and says, "Hey, I've got this land in the family's been there forever, but I'm thinking about I'm thinking about liquidating this. What what uh, what what advice do you give people thinking about selling land right now? Well, in both spaces, as far as buyers or sellers, both you want to have the best statistics, which you're so good at. Uh, You know, you want to have the newest information so they can make that you know that awesome. Uh, decision that they need to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as the seller goes, uh, the the statistics or the information they need is what is my place worth? Because I mean, there's eight to twelve percent appreciation in areas in three to six months around here. I mean, it's just amazing. And even yeah. if you even if you knew what it was worth six months ago, you better get it updated, right? <laughs> that's true. So that's kind of the first step. Get get know what that thing is worth, mm-hmm. whatever it is you're selling, mm-hmm. and then you can take the next couple of steps. You know, as far as putting it on the market, marketing, and in that. That sort of thing, and again, you also want to know what your sellers um, need and want. You know, yeah. are they set? Why are they selling? And and then what's their next step that you can help them in their transition? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Tom. And we always like to get our get to know our guests a bit more. And I happen to know that you're a reader, so I would like to know what book has made the greatest impact on your life over the years. Well, do you mean other than the Bible? Because that would definitely <laughs> other than be the Bible, the, yes, that would definitely be number one. <laughs> yeah. Um, gosh, that's a, that's a tough one. Uh, I would, I would probably have to say, um, the tipping point maybe would be one of the top three and Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich, maybe those two, um, for sure. Malcolm Gladwell wrote the tipping point, correct? Was it Malcolm Malcolm Gladwell? Yeah. 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 Yep. That's awesome. Fantastic. Thanks for sharing. And we're going to have something a little bit different. Usually we wrap up the first half of our show with Carl's Clips. But, uh, Anthony, we are not doing Carl's Clips today. So (laughs) little surprise for Anthony. You know, yeah, we're we're our producer here who makes us sound good every week. He, He does everything except write our content, Yancey. That's right. So for this week on Carl's Clips, we wanted to switch things up and represent Martin Luther King Jr. as Monday is MLK Day. And so Carl and I and Tom wanted to share a couple of our favorite MLK quotes and honor the holiday that's on Monday. Uh, One of my favorites by him is, forgiveness is not an occasional act. It is a permanent attitude. And I, I couldn't agree more. Having this attitude could change everything. What's your favorite, Carl? Well, I, I, it's hard to pick a favorite. He had so many mm-hmm. great quotes. You know, I didn't live in that era of the 60s and when the civil rights movement was going on. And all I can do is just look back and just, just it's, it's, I can't even comprehend mm-hmm. what was going on there. But I also know that Martin Luther King Jr., I mean, there was people that just literally hated him, you know. Yeah. And, and I just love the quote where he says, we must develop and maintain the capacity to forgive. He who is devoid of the power to forgive is devoid of the power to love. There is some good in the worst of us and some evil in the best of us. 
when we discover this, we are less prone to hate our enemies. And, you know, just for a guy who was in the, who had a target on his back Mm -hmm. and for him to say that, and he lived it. It was just, it's just what an inspirational leader. Tom, do you have a quote from Martin Luther King? You got your phone out. You, you're reading. I love it. Yeah, yeah. So tell I, listeners what you told me before if we went on air today. Sure. Uh, this time of year, uh, I, and this was a suggestion from my mentor, Bob, uh, over the years. He had um, he told me that uh, he made the suggestion to read the letter from Birmingham jail that uh, Martin Luther King Jr. had written. And it is, I think, one of the most powerful pieces of literature in American history over the last hundred years. Mm. And I reread it every year uh, during this time period. And and uh, one of my favorite quotes from it goes like this. It, it says, um, let us all hope that the dark clouds of racial prejudice will soon pass away and the deep fog of misunderstanding will be lifted from our fear-drenched communities. And in some not too distant tomorrow, the radiant stars of love and brotherhood will shine over our great nation with all of the beauty. Thanks for sharing that, Tom. That's awesome. Tom Nolan joining us in the first half, talking about Appomattox real estate a little bit. It's, you know, we, we overlap a bit, but the Appomattox County market is slightly different than Lynchburg, and we kind of focus on Lynchburg and three touching counties. And if I ever need advice, I always call Tom. So when we come back, we're going to explore a bit more in depth the opportunities the local Lynchburg market offers us today. And Tom, thanks again for joining yeah, us on our you. show. My pleasure. We're back with the Carl Miller Show. I'm Carl Miller, along with our marketing director, Yancey Campbell. We are celebrating an inbound snowstorm this weekend and Martin Luther King Day, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. So if it snows 12 inches on Sunday, what are you going to do, Yancey? Are you going to have any fun? I'm going to go four-wheeling in the snow. Four-wheeling in the snow. That sounds like a great <laughs> If we weekend. get enough. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Well, I want to address what I see as five opportunities in the market today. We talked a little bit. We touched on the fact that there's a two mindsets you can have, abundance versus scarcity. Before we get into that, though, I just want to preface this part of the show with just, just an observation in life. There's always external circumstances with opportunities of pulling us down. There are political climates that are not satisfactory, no matter what side of the aisle you're on. There are conditions not ideal. There are relationships that are simply unhealthy or even toxic that either we're in or a close family or friends we love are in. There's economic challenges we experience that may be far from our our ideal or an illness that's being faced. In in all of life, there is a mindset pervaded by many of, of scarcity or fear. And then there's another mindset, and that is the mindset of gratitude and abundance. For the last 20 years of my life, I've consciously been in pursuit of living on the side of having a mindset of abundance, specifically more so in the last 15 years as I got around good people who have helped pull me up and good mentors. But as a real estate professional, I've I've learned that I just cannot control this market. I can't control the political or business environment. I can't control the weather. And I sure as heck can't control the real estate market. And if I could, I'd be very rich. The one market <laughs> I can control is what one of my mentors says. It's the six-inch market. It's that six inches between your ears. That's the market you can't control with your mindset. And 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 with that, as Tom Nolan, who is just with us and is sticking around for the next segment, uh, shared with me an observation he's seeing in our industry that many agents are approaching their day, week, month, and even this entire new year with with a scarcity mindset. And Tom, who's a good friend, challenged me not to get sucked into that, even subconsciously. So in this segment, I want to just put out five opportunities of abundance mindset observations that we're in right now. And the first is just simply, wow, what a great time to sell a property. 
Yeah, real estate prices are at all-time highs. And in fact, the average price of a single-family home in Lynchburg and three touching counties is up 23% since 2019. That's just amazing. Mm. We've never seen appreciation like that. We've never seen houses sell for the size. So it's a great time to be a seller. We've never seen prices as high as they are now. Second, it's an amazing time to borrow money. Can you imagine going back to the 1990s and telling yourself that in 2022, you'd be able to borrow money for a primary home on a 30-year fixed rate note for 3.5% interest? That's just crazy. Money is so cheap today, and it's just a great time to buy real estate using cheap debt. I want to bring Tom into this conversation just a little bit, Tom, because you you grew up in a real estate family. You've been around 40-some years, and you know the interest rates today... People are complaining because they went up a half a point in the last two months. Just any perspective on that? I'd just love to get your take on this. I get where that's coming from, but it's kind of funny to me. Yeah. You know, I my first house was eight and a quarter. Yeah. And when I told my dad that, who was actively working at that time, which was in 1999, uh, he he almost choked on his water. He didn't realize that it was under double digits. Oh, Wow. wow. Yeah, like it was eight and a quarter, and that was really good. Mm-hmm. And uh, now it's, you know, people are getting upset that it may go up to three and three quarters. And I'm just like, wow, that's still like, giving money away. Wow. You know? It's amazing. So, what a great time to be a borrower of cheap money. What a great mm-hmm. time to be a seller. Thirdly, along that same line, for real estate at least, debt is an asset. Who could imagine a time in our history where the price of debt is less than the price of inflation? A debt payment can be locked in at today's dollars, and over time, as those dollars become more and more affordable because of inflationary pressure. Furthermore, as real estate specifically, real estate specifically, the rates rises, the appreciation rises, it outpaces the debt service. It's just truly an amazing opportunity we have right now to, to leverage money and kind of along that same line. I mean, gosh, debt is an asset. I've never mm-hmm. said that before in my life, but for, fixed, for, for appreciating assets at least. That is, that is actually an asset. Are you skilled in a trade? This is the fourth opportunity. All around you, your skills are in high demand, and the marketplace is very rewarding for you. So I'm thinking specifically contractor-type trades. If you are skilled and happen to be bilingual, the opportunities are even more pronounced as our labor force expands, and labor skills combine to allow one to quickly rise the ranks to a supervisory role. The trades demand is huge, and the supply is very short. Capitalize on the skill the market offers you today. There, there's just there's a proverb that I just love, Yancey. It says uh, it's in it's in the Bible. It's in Proverbs. It says it's in Proverbs 22, I believe, 22 or 29. It says, "Do you see a man skilled in his labor? He shall serve before kings." Hmm. And, and if you have a talent, gift, or ability of the trades, man, perfect and hone your class, your your craft. Get really good at communication. If you show up consistently, the market is just very rewarding for you. So anyone Absolutely. in the building industry, the trades industry, I mean, the opportunities are just so abundant right now. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And then this is not necessarily just real estate, but tech tech savvy. Are you tech savvy? How crazy is it today that you can make money with your phone and an internet connection and a little bit of creativity? We were just talking about that yesterday with TikTok. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> There's yeah, I kids share with that you. are 15 and 16 making bank because they're tech savvy. Yeah, you know what? It's amazing to me that um, you can literally impact the world with just a bit of work where people mm-hmm. spend time watching you or your content you put out. You get paid, you know, versus via another company's ads. And, mm-hmm. yeah, just we were talking in the office yesterday about how to, how a friend of mine, he's got a family member, is, is his niece's best friend, and she's a TikTok influencer, and she has 8 million followers. Wow. 
and she is making stupid money, his, his words. And he's based out of California, mm-hmm. and he said, you know, he's, she's making more money than, than all of my listeners right now, almost, <laughs> almost. So uh, he was just kind of giving her some, you know, some advice as what to do with that. Well, you know, just amazing. Or look at the wild world of cryptocurrency or NFTs. You know, how, how crazy is it that with some research and skill in that arena, and it's, enti- it's entirely possible to generate money with with smart trades and some patience and, yeah. you know, and, and fair warning, you may also lose some money as well. But, you know, who would have thought 20 years ago there would be a time when people are investing in virtual real estate? Mm, very interesting. You know, there's there's I'm not in that space personally. I don't operate in that arena, but but people are getting paid in real money for virtual investments. And, well, and just like design and creating yeah. virtual people to live in those virtual yep. real estate. It's very interesting. Like the new Facebook update with Meta, you know, mm-hmm. you can have all of your yep. I don't know what they call it, but your people yeah. Bitmojis, whatever, you know, on the Facebook and you're there together, but not actually. It's very interesting. Well, and I, and I have some friends that are in that space buying land, virtual land wow. that's being developed and sold again for real money oh my word. on a virtual world. So maybe you could become a virtual real estate broker. I, I don't, don't know. know about that. <laughs> but anyway, it's an opportunity, right? There's some virtual opportunities out there that we've mm-hmm. just never experienced before in, in, in the world. So just imagine investing in markets where the prices are well below the per-door price of our local market. And that's what out-of-town investors are seeing here in Lynchburg. People are complaining about out-of-town money coming in. But the reality is, and we've talked about this a lot in our show, when, when an average sales price is $250,000 in Lynchburg mm-hmm. and it's two hundred $353,000 in the rest of the U.S., Lynchburg's very attractive, mm-hmm. and it's just like us going to other markets and buying homes where the average sales price might be 150000 and there's yep. still a few of those rural markets where that is the case. So it's it, it only stands the reason that, that there's more money flowing into South Central Virginia. But my point with all of this is, is that you have the power to choose um, – if you have a mindset of scarcity or a mindset of abundance. And, you know, I just choose to seek the opportunities and live with an abundance mindset because I, I, for every scarcity side, there's an opportunity on the back door, back side of that. I love that. I love that. In 2011, Yancey, this is, uh, we, were, we were going around talking about how real estate was on sale. And uh, my mentor, um, who I've mentioned before on the show, uh, Brian Buffini, he, he had a great line. He's like, the buyers, I mean, the agents were going around saying, I can't give a house away. There's no houses. I can't, you know, I yep. can't, there's no buyers and there's so many houses for sale. And he's like, look, Nordstrom's is having a sale, everyone. <laughs> Real estate's on sale. It's the time to buy. It's like, who wouldn't be excited about a sale going on? Yeah. So even in, so that market is now, of course, done a 180. But the reality is, is that, you know, there's a there's opportunity and abundance for sellers right now. Mm-hmm. So yes. it's 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 very, very interesting. I do believe there's plenty to go around in America. And it's it's far from perfect, but but I don't know of any other country in the world that offers better opportunities than we do. And I'm just so grateful, not just for the fact that I live in America. But I live in South Central Virginia. Yeah, there's of, good opportunity here. A lot of great opportunities. Yep. Yep. Tom, you've been listening in here. Anything you want to add to that conversation? I'm just I'm soaking up the wisdom, man. <laughs> I'm, lo- I'm loving all of this. This is great. I agree with you on the opportunities. It's amazing. We have we yeah. I've been uh, lived out of state and been been sure. out of country and come back and raise kids here. And it's just yeah. a, an amazing area for sure. Yeah. And, I, and I've said for a lot of times, if you ever are frustrated with what is going on in America. Just go visit a poor country. Go go down see Haiti. Go go across the country. Go to go to North Africa, and we don't really know what true poverty is, you know, compared to what those folks are going through. So it's amazing. And now, the bizarre real estate fact of the week. All right, this week's bizarre real estate fact is a recent trend for sellers. Um, and when I say crazy things, like this is crazy. They are keeping things, according to Realtor.com 
um, they're keeping things from their home when they sell their house, as in removing their toilet seats, their shower heads, and taking that with them. And then the buyers come in and they're like, where's the toilet seats and shower heads? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I I would say at that point, maybe get new ones and just bless the buyers of your home with that. (laughs) Would you guys say? (laughs) It is. Yeah, that's tough. And that has been happening you know, but the contracts have gotten tight now. They That's they good. are very fixed. You know, all those fixtures are supposed to stay. And if there's not, yeah, we we have a problem in Virginia. Yeah. We have to make, try to solve that before we sign the paperwork. But it is that is a challenge. Yep. And it's a seller's market. And right now, you know, what's a buyer going to do? You know, so have a good realtor and have a good attorney on your side. That's, That's right. all I would say, <laughs> right? Well, very good. If you have real estate questions you want answered on the air, send your questions to our, any of our social media platforms at Carl Miller Realty. We're easy to find. Or you can also contact the WLNI con- comment line at 333-2009. Special thanks again to our sponsor this month, Will Looper at Movement Mortgage. Whether purchasing or refinancing, Will and his team will help you. LooperTeamMortgage.com. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you next Saturday for another day of The Carl Miller Show. Oh,